0: Hello, this is Voice Your Mind podcast from listening. Welcome to our show where we talk about the unheard who have no one to share about their insecurities and past trauma or even having difficulty opening up to people when feeling down. On this show, we will be discussing everything about mental health, depression and suicide. We listen in are just ordinary people who are or were in your similar state and are currently encouraging ourselves and learning to improve our state of mind. So here we are taking a step towards motivating you to get better with us every day of the week. So without any further delay, let's get started with the episode. Welcome to the show and our today's guest is Christian Riaz and he is the founder of mind blown mental health and today we are gonna talk a a lot about mental health and learn about the story and a lot of things so i'm very excited for this conversation and let's get started so how are you doing today
1: good it's uh it's a little bit early in the morning but uh getting ready for school with the boys so uh yeah it's uh just another day another day in paradise yeah absolutely paradise
0: okay so tell me about so what what
1: time is it there at the moment. It's about eight eight ten. Eight ten in the morning.
0: Okay, so it's eight ten in night here. Ah,
1: there you go. Twelve hours. 12
0: hours, exactly. There we go. Perfect. Okay. So tell me about your story, like uh how everything all started and it, it, yeah related to your traumas and stuff.
1: Yeah, sure. So do you want me to start back when I was a kid? Is yeah, that absolutely. where all right, Definitely. perfect. So as a kid, uh, everybody has their different challenges as a kid, but for me, uh, my challenges was I had a bipolar mother who was suicidal, uh, quite, re- quite uh, intensively, so not every day, but quite regularly she was uh, suicidal. Uh, grandpa was an alcoholic um, and yeah, and then I was sexually abused by my stepfather as well. So yeah, a lot of things happened to me um, when I was a kid that probably shouldn't happen to any, any kid at that era or at that age. Um, and then I went from there, um, tried to deal with it, couldn't. And so I decided the only thing that I could control is myself. So I decided get out of there. Um, I went to Vancouver Island, uh, which was the next province over, uh, learned about a lot about yoga and did that about twice, twice a day, something called Bikram yoga. Um, which has become very popular here um, in North America. Then after that, things haven't, things didn't get better. Um, my mental health was you know, decreased, so I decided to go to Australia or go to New Zealand, then Australia, where I stayed for over ten plus years. So um, I was very grateful for that opportunity in my life, um, and where I learned a lot about. Um, my own mental health, but as well as in dealing with it in appropriate ways. And what I mean by appropriate is, is, you know, I took the whole, um, you know, I was supposed to take depressants and I didn't do the whole pharmacy route. I, I went, I learned about Qigong. I learned about more about breath work, which I did about uh, in yoga. And then on top of that, I learned about tapping EMDR and other counseling uh, sessions dealing with mental health as a whole. Um, and that really helped me, um, sort of deal with the trauma, but a deal with the present and create new habits and positive behaviors. So, yeah. So it came back, my grandma passed, my, uh, my situation with my family didn't change. And I realized looking around me, my friends were struggling with their mental health massively. And I found that, you know, I like to play some video games sometimes myself. Do you play video games?
0: I don't actually.
1: Oh, that's why. No, so I play sometimes video games on my phone or whatnot. So I found that, you know what, at the end of the day, I used it as an outlet to escape. Good or bad, I'm not too sure. Like you can look in the science of how it's bad or good, but for myself, um, it helped me um, along with the other tools that I uh, got together and I found that, hey, let's create a platform to help people with their mental health and connect them to practitioners. Like I did connecting to holistic practitioners, like breath work, hypnotherapists, uh, people that help you with your nutrition so that you can just better yourself, not just a bandaid, like, you know, how a pill gives you a bandaid goes, doesn't solve your problem. It's actually working on a skill. Like I, the last 10 years, I had to work on many skills in order to deal with my PTSD, trauma, and uh, my overall mental health. So now I'm here putting it all together and uh, seeing where life takes me.
0: Amazing, story, actually. So uh, I really love that you're, I'm not getting the perfect word here, however, so I'm, li- I'm really loving the f- feeling that you're having so that you're enjoying that the new things will come up in life and Correct. yeah, a- appreciation that appreciation I, l- I love it. Okay, so if we start from the beginning, so th- a lot of things that happen to you are not supposed to happen to any kid or anyone, exactly. Correct, not anyone. Yeah. yeah, anyone. Okay, so how did so? My this is my first question. So, how did exercise, exercising yoga, basically, help you with your mental health? So, you did, I you said it, it didn't affect it that much, but. At that moment, I, in time. I think it
1: did because it taught me how to breathe properly. And I think in society currently, right now, we're not told how to breathe. Like we we breathe naturally because that's our body's way of survival, but we're not told how to breathe properly. And what I mean by properly is, if you breathe in a certain way, you can either increase your stress or you could decrease it. You could hyperventilate, go, or if you breathe slowly in through your nose, out through your mouth, and then inhale, exhale, using your stomach as a gauge, um, which I'm teaching uh, the boys here, you know, they're like six and seven. Within 10 breaths, I, I looked into this, within 10 breaths, if you did the breath properly, you can calm your nervous system down. That to me is a good fundamental tool in your overall mental health. If you can't control your breath, like that's the only thing you can control in life is your breath. That's what I I think personally. I mean, you need the breath to live, but if you can't control it, you make it work for you and make it better, enhance your life, then it's working against you. And really, I think overall, I don't think people understand how just breath work itself is so, so important when it comes to overall quality of mental health.
0: Okay, got it. Okay, so tell me more in terms of breath. So how does, different type of breath affect us and what's the right of uh, taking breath
1: like breathing. So, right? no no so from what I learned is so you could hyperventilate which is like which I guess some people have said it helps with certain things like um, I learned about Wim Hof where he breathes a lot quickly um, in, in order to deal with stress but for myself, I can only say from my own personal experiences, what I've learned to help calm my nervous system down and give me, I guess, allows me to deal with stress in a better way, is when you breathe in, your stomach comes up. When you breathe out, your stomach comes down. So When you breathe in through your nose and your stomach is, stomach is ri- rising, it's like you're pushing your stomach out. It feels uncomfortable when you first start doing it. And then when you exhale, do it that way. I found that that method has helped me tremendously. Like I said, there's many methods out there. Like people have told me, like there's a breathe in four through your nose, out through your four with your mouth, alternative nostril breathing. Like I said, the whole, I'm not a master at it. All all I know is that one thing has helped me out and I'm very grateful for that um, technique.
0: Okay, is, is there anything like counting, like, I, I in in terms of like, uh, uh, the breathing that I mentioned, which is uh, breathing through your nose and and keep like in the process like, they your stomach, yeah. Okay, so in terms of that, so is there anything like count? So, uh, previously I've heard that you have to count to four. That's the best. Yeah, I guess. yeah, I've
1: heard of that as well. Were you? it's probably better to slowly count. Like, so take your time. Some people start at one second. If they're getting used to it, four seconds, 30 seconds. I don't think 30 seconds. I have know 30, but <laughs> it's, about, it's about four seconds regularly. And sometimes up to 15 seconds, if you really want to slow down. Right. So it, it's all depending on you, you know, your breath, you figure out the rhythm that works for you and your body and then you go with it and test it out. But, um, just make sure that, you know, like a little bit at a time, if you overdo something, it sometimes freaks people out of like, Oh my God, that felt weird. Just do a little bit, a little bit more and a little bit more and see how it makes you feel and journal it. See it Write down. Did four and four hated it. Wasn't me. I'll do nostril breathing. Oh, wow. I enjoyed it. I felt so relieved. And like, like I said, everybody has a different, everybody functions a little bit differently and it, everybody works a little bit differently.
0: Okay. Uh, can you tell me a bit more in terms of journaling? How can someone do journaling properly?
1: Channeling? Journaling. Start? Journaling. Um, get a book and just write down whatever comes to mind. That's it. Like, that's the way I look at it. Like, don't overcomplicate it. I think we live in an era where we overcomplicate everything Um, from overcomplicating relationships to ourselves, to what should I do with my life? What's the why? Don't overcomplicate it. Just listen to yourself. That gut, that intuition, that's saying, Hey, and just write, put a pen in your hand, go old school. Don't type it out, put a pen in your hand and just write. It could say nothing, it could say smile, well, it doesn't matter. But when you start journaling and writing down your thoughts and feelings, it starts connecting more and more so when you start doing it more. And I find that journaling as well could help with your mental health as well. I know it's helped with a, a few people that I know um, when it comes to you know, not suppressing your feelings. You know, it, it's, like, it's like a counselor in a way. A counselor is there to listen, you talk, 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 And they sometimes give a piece of advice that helps in order to help you benefit throughout the way. But overall their main purpose is to listen and actively listen. So journaling is like your best friend that listens to you all the time and doesn't fight with you and doesn't give you an opinion, just listens to you. You write it down and it just listens to you. And then when you're in a better state or when you're, you know, a week down the road, you're like, look back, you're like, Oh, Today, uh, last week, I felt really stressed because I ate this, I did this, I was doing that, I was feeling this way. And then when you start tracking yourself, you can start finding out what your triggers are and maybe a little bit more deeper than that of what what trauma that you've gone through or going through and trying to figure out how to work, work with it in order to find a solution.
0: Okay, so it's, uh, it's first of all writing and then reflecting on it like later in time. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so what are, the, are some other techniques in terms of uh, working on mental health? So you, we talked about mental uh, breathing and journaling, these two. Yeah,
1: so I did something called, um, I, I at first I was a little skeptical, hypnotherapy. So when people say hypnotist, they're like, oh, it's the guy that he puts a little clock in front of you and you go to sleep and he makes you do funny things. This is a little bit different. This is a little bit more going into your subconscious and sort of opening your mind to different habits that you're doing in a more positive, constructive way. Let's say uh, you have a, a script of that. I'm worthless. Every single time you get stressed, you feel like deep inside you're worthless hypnotherapy helps you deal with that in a more positive way by recreating that script so example let's say use an example i'm worthless every time you're feeling stressed you're saying i'm worthless for whatever reason that may be hypnotherapy if you went into it and let's say a practitioner used it went with you is then they can say hey i feel empowered when you're feeling stressed feel empowered and they'll do different techniques to get you feeling empowered when you feel stress so then when you're feeling stressed you're like damn i'm good let's keep going i'm feeling empowered so it's more subconscious not uh, conscious wise, it's more subconscious. So that's something that I learned has helped me massively with um, my goal of helping. So my goal right now, and this was the help of my hitting therapist that I had in Australia, Stuart, amazing guy, um, was, you know, first it was about money. I, and I was talking about money and I like everybody, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be this. And he's like, no, come from a place of helping. Like where did you know, helping anyways, he went, I think six or seven different layers deeper. And my purpose on this life, on this earth is to help a billion lives with their mental health. So that is my goal here today is to help 1 billion people before I, before I pass with their mental health and see them change and see them blossom into whatever path that that they go to. So yeah, hypnotherapy has really allowed me and uncovered my true purpose, but as well uncovered the, uh, the trauma side as well in a little bit.
0: Okay, One question that popped up uh, yeah. while talking, which is um, how does the process of hypnotherapy look like? Uh, in the head, as you mentioned, like whenever people think about hypnotherapy, they think of a clock say, hanging in front of our eyes. Yeah. But for you, how, what was the process like? So
1: the, the, the process was quite simple. It was um, from what I recall from my own personal experience, because I can't say for anybody else, my own personal experience. I went to see him first chat introduction, see what your fears are, what you don't like, etc., and then start writing down your fears. So I started writing down, you know, things that I really didn't like about myself um, or I felt not worthy or, you know, traumatic events that I didn't really wanna talk about because I want I'm a man, right? You're not supposed to talk about your feelings. You're supposed to keep it hidden. You're supposed to just deal with it. And um, so I wrote down all of this list. And then from there, he started, uh, the hypnotherapist started, I guess pretty much starts saying, watching your own movie. So he goes, close your eyes. What does that movie look like to you with these fears? And I'm like, not good, this, this, this. And then from there, looking at each fear and each traumatic event, he started going in deeper into that traumatic event, recreating that movie for me. And then as well creating uh, habitual behaviors or patterns that I should do. So example, So after the session was going, anytime that you're, and just dealing very specifically. So it was just one thing. Let's say it was more um, your purpose, like I I was feeling worthless. So your purpose, instead of feeling worthless, flipping it around and writing it out, you know, and then feeling it, visualizing yourself being empowered. First, you have to fake it till you make it. And that's what I did personally for me. I I faked it that I was like empowered and I was helping people. I wasn't at the time and I was trying to figure out what what to do. But in that moment, little techniques and little habits and little skills helped me along the way get where I am today. So yeah, that was sort of the process.
0: That's very interesting. So i can just think about it how how the process went but like it's hard to say until you actually go like i personally do do, do it okay so tell me in terms uh, a bit more in terms of what major depression or like backgrounds have you been through in life after your childhood any examples
1: Ah, oh, so so outside of the traumatic stuff in the childhood i went through depression um and for me for me depression is like i'll sl- i'll sleep a lot uh, I noticed my body, when I deal with a lot of stress, when I was dealing with a lot of stress, even now, sometimes I do sleep quite a bit, depending if the stress is very high. If the stress is high, I'll probably sleep in a little bit more than normal. Um, normally as well, I dealt with failure within business. Um, I failed at a few businesses and wasn't successful. I dealt with you know relationships that failed as well. You know, We all go through relationships that, some are great, and some stuck and some fail. Um, so I went through relationship hurdles. My grandma was uh, getting worse and, uh, and he was getting more and more sick and her environment at home with my mom wasn't getting better. So I was getting stressed with that. And like I said, overall, just the day-to-day, like we don't think every day is a struggle, but sometimes it is. Sometimes when you, like I went to a new country Um, and I got frauded, I guess, or scammed, scammed, You know, quite a lot of money when I first got there for a place that I thought I would have for six months. Then I found out that place didn't exist. So I lost a lot of money and it was on my birthday, Australia. So I was in Australia, Queensland, Australia, sunshine coast, beautiful place. And long story short, I freaked out. I'm like, what do I do? So I just worked on my breathing and was like, all right, today let's have a good day and then tomorrow let's get a job. And the next day I got a job, one step at a time. So, like I said, I think everyday stress is, like, and now COVID, right? Everybody's stressing about, you know, am I gonna get COVID? Should I get vaccinated? My family's saying this, my family is saying that. You know, like overall, there are a lot of stresses in life that we have to deal with, that I'm dealing with, but I'm just like everybody else. Do deal with stuff as much as we can family, relationships, jobs, trying to pay the bills, trying to make sure that everybody in our family has enough to eat. Absolutely. There's a
0: major heard that daddy mentioned. Like a major, yeah. like, yeah. So I'm really sad about the, what happened in terms of. Nah, emotion, don't, yeah, be,
1: but... don't be sad. The, I'm not sad, it's because it's, it's created me. Into the version that i am now if that makes sense so i think for me you can you can have a traumatic event come in your life and break you and make you stuck there for years on years or you can grow from it it's hard it's hard to grow from it but you can grow from it so that you can better better yourself and the people around you like for me like i said seeing your mom um, overdose on pills, um, on a regular basis and, uh, yelling, screaming the whole nine yards. I, I look at that now as going, I had a mother who didn't, you know, um, grow herself maturely and emotionally past a certain age in her life because she had a lot of trauma in her life as well. She had a father who beat up her grandma or beat up my grandma, alcohol alcoholism so like i said it's it's one of those things where you can look at it in a negative way but if you don't see it and how it can help you grow that's that's the beauty or that's the gem in the whole process
0: okay Uh, it it is really easy to uh, compare it really easy to reflect now but however so when you your person is struggling oh it it sucks
1: it sucked. I I lashed out. I I I listened to a lot of Eminem. So I don't know if you guys know about. Do you know about who Eminem is? Everyone does. Who doesn't? No, no. I don't know. Some people <laughs> don't. Like so. I don't know. I listened to a lot of Eminem, and I and I connected to that. So every time when I had disagreements or fights or issues with my mom, I turned up my Eminem. I started writing a lot of poetry. Poetry for me was like my journal. I wrote and wrote and wrote. Or, um, you know, like my uncle always, no matter what time of the day. So always having a family of support sometimes helped me out as well. So two in the morning, I couldn't deal with it. I went over to my uncle's and he's like, yeah, no worries. Sleep on the couch. So he was very supportive in that whole process for me. Very, you know, he did what he could with what he had. And he was very supportive in that process. And at, at the end of the day, I even resorted to violence, like I resorted to this big guy image of trying to be big and tough and hurting people because I had not I, I dealt with hurt at home. So I didn't deal with, I got bullied in uh, elementary and junior high. And then when I went to high school, I just snapped anybody that said anything bad about me. I just punched them. And that's just my defense mechanism of protecting myself, but saying I've had enough, like, you know, so. Like I said, I went through a lot of trials and tribulations, but I think teenagers go through a lot of bullying and they realize like why bully and then think about suicide and which I thought about, you know, like I thought about suicide, uh, quite, you know, why me? Like I have, I don't, I didn't have a birth father. Didn't have a father figure. My mom hated me. My grandma was a very, however, going back to support system, I had an uncle and I had a grandma who like you guys in, in India, I imagine. Are you in India?
0: I'm no, in mean Bangladesh.
1: Bangladesh, sorry. I imagine family is a very important thing for, for you guys over there as well. And for me, that my grandma helped helped with that. And so did my uncle, massively. So, And I had a couple close friends that, that helped me deal with that stuff. But it's, it's hard being a kid dealing with that crap because you don't know what to do, how to do it. There was no help. There was... No, nothing. It was just like figure it out. Who cares, you know? Like, and now the world is coming to a better place of understanding what mental health is, and I think we're becoming more proactive. And so I'm grateful for everybody helping out with mental health, whatever that process is. I think it's great, and I think it's awesome.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So, in terms of what would be your single best advice? for those who are currently suffering from family issues, like major family issues, mental health issues, basically what would be the major health, major advice? Like one major, one or Um, three.
1: Major advice, I I think, well, I I could give two. The, The two is the only thing you can control. You can't control your environment. You can't control other people. That's a fact. The only thing you can control is your breath. If you can control your breath, then this too shall pass. Meaning you will figure out a solution that will work for you and this will pass and you'll, and you will go through the fire like the, like a Phoenix and raise through the ashes and become a Phoenix in your own life. The other thing that was important for me is having, having community around you. It doesn't have to be your family. It doesn't even have to be your friends. It could be a support group. Like here in Canada, there's something called Al-Anon, which is where people who deal with alcoholism. So they're not the alcoholic, which is AA. They're, they're dealing with, they're the family members that deal with the alcoholic. And that's where a lot of the issues happen as well. So Al-Anon is great. I found some Facebook groups out there. Awesome. There's a Facebook group called depression free, which is really good as well. Um, I have a Facebook group called MB uh, mental health. And gaming. So talking about all elements of gaming as well as mental health and and figuring out how to connect the dots. So yeah, community friends, someone to talk to, and then someone that will listen. If you don't have someone that listens and someone that just goes, man, just take some pills, shut up. You're not depressed mental health. You can't see it's different than physical abuse. You could see the punches on someone's face and the burn marks or whatnot. And you can say, Hey, that person needs my help, mental health. You can't see it. Every person, you may look at someone and go, they're all normal, like, but they're not they're, They may be struggling with depression for the last three months and thinking about suicide and you couldn't tell the difference. So that's why I say it's important to really go to a group and really group that you connect with as well as like i said going back to the first point controlling your breath which allows you to manage your choices a lot better
0: okay so one, one thing I, i'd like like to ask is like what effect other than these two okay at, at the moment there there is a major part of the world which one they don't understand about breath they don't care about their red that's the thing because they are of unaware of, of this fact and also they don't have a community community around them
1: yeah i understand and that's hard and to be and that's why that's those people that don't have a community and don't focus on their breath i feel that's where you can go down a slippery slope so what i looked into with my platform is we found a lot of people with depression or anxiety that are are going down suicide. And this is my personal experience. So I'll just say that outright right now. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a practitioner. I'm just someone trying to create and develop a platform, connecting practitioners, the people that need help for depression and anxiety. But in my experience, I found when you don't have a community and when you can't, when you don't manage your nutrition or your breath, that's when you go down the the suicide path very quickly, very fast into drugs, alcohol, and it spirals massively. That's why I say outright, even journal. Like if you don't have a community, start journaling. Write on paper. Write your thoughts. Just whatever it is. Just write. Doesn't freaking matter. Just write whatever. Or you know, and if that doesn't work for you and you don't like writing, then the best thing that I can do is go to YouTube and find some happy, happy freaking music. You know, like if you need happy music to get you through the day for the moment, because your moment is that dark then do it. But that's what I recommend. If you don't have a community and you don't feel like writing in a journal, go to YouTube, type in some happy music, happy tunes and listen to to, to music that really, because music connects us all. All of us, we're all connected by music and I feel anyway. And you can change someone's behavior and environment and attitude on life just with music. You can listen to a, I don't know, like empowering song. You're like, yeah, I feel good. That feeling good gets you to the next step, gets you to another step. Like I said, it's all little steps, one step at a time, nothing too big, just one small little step. That's it.
0: Okay, that's really interesting. So, uh, absolutely, uh, an activity, any activity that really gets you through the stuff, like through the day, or at least at at that moment that that you. At that moment,
1: because like moment. I said, some people are very, you know, they they don't have many friends. You know, now they actually did a study, which was I think I think in nineteen ninety. I may need I need may need to back check this. So um, I think it was 1990, they said they had roughly, they did a study on how many friends people had. I think 1990 or 2000, they had about, everybody had about roughly about 10 friends that they knew in their community. Now they did the study, zero to one people. That's huge. Most people don't even have a friend that they can listen to and, and connect to, or they only have one friend. That is massive. Like that's a huge game changer right there. You're limiting your friends and your community around you that's there to support you. And most people don't feel supported, which means that I think we need to start working on that community side and getting this community to be more loving, more listening, more kind and more honest and more true to help each other out through through this hard time.
0: Absolutely. So I'd like to share one thing here. Yeah, of course so i was in a, 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 a city like not specifically city but uh, in my uh, hometown my pet maternals on, on the maternal maternal side yeah during the last year of october to march like this this year march and those days i literally had did not had anyone to speak with like i was in literally a different pa- part of the country where there were not, there were not, none of my friends there. We, there, and I didn't work, went outside as well. Uh, at that time, at that time, uh, the days were so rough for me. Like, not just rough, I, as in, uh, I, there was a really changing moment. Or, like, there, that was a really changing time for me. Because... Mm-hmm. Most often, I used to at least hang around with people. Like, that, at least that works. Like, hanging around around with people. your real friends. Mm -hmm. That really helps with, like, at least talking because you're talking to them. However, at that time when I was in different city or village, you can call it. I didn't have anyone. I did not talk with anyone. And the thing that helped me was, like, I used to exercise there. Like, exercise a lot. Mm -hmm. I also do it now. Like, I used to do it on a regular basis for for a lot of years and and listen to music. Those were like very big things and read books, three things, books, uh, books, music, and excite, these things, three things, were the pillars that kept me strong on my end.
1: Yeah. That's, that's cool. And, And like, like I said, it's like everybody's thing is different. You know what I mean? Like for me, like right now I, I exercise for my health, not for my mental health. Well, like, like, and that's just for me, like I've, you know, for me, I guess in a perfect world, if I had a perfect scenario, a perfect environment for my mental health, it would be on a beach. Like when I was living in uh, sunshine coast, I was on the beach surfing every day. That to me is perfect because that. There's not, for me, there's not, for me, my personal experience, there's nothing better than sitting on a, on your surfboard, no one's beside you, waves are coming, and the you're with the ocean, and the sun's coming up, or going down, and you're in this place of bliss, and you're like, damn, life is pretty damn good, so full of gratitude, so, but, you know, I mean, like, for me right now, it's just, just exercise, but right now, I think it's breath, because there's so many challenges that are coming up with this platform, and, dealing with family members with um, you know with COVID and all this other stuff that it's all I can do is go breathe, go, go back to back to what I knew that got me out of it in the first place. And it doesn't leave you. That's the other thing people realize. That's one thing I want to mention before I go is mental health is a continual journey through the rest of your life. It is not something that you just go, yeah, I'm this wise person purely calm yoga. No, it's a continual journey and a continual process. One process you may need breath work. Another process you may need to exercise. Next process or phase in your life, you may need community. Next process in your life you may need, I don't know, hypnotherapy. And then next process you need counseling. And then you go back to breath work for a moment because you feel out of control. You know what I mean? It's it's not a you're there Here's your gold medal. You're done. It's a forever thing.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so we have like we are running out of time today. Of course. Okay. So before you leave, uh, cool. why can our listeners find you online?
1: So listeners can find me online on uh, Facebook. Facebook group called MB uh, MB Mind Blue or MB. Sorry, Met <laughs> Mind MB mental health and gaming or gaming and mental health, either one. Um, normally I'm there or send me an email, uh, which is uh mind bloom with an E M I N D E L O O M E at gmail.com. Send me a message. And uh, yeah, I'm more than always happy to chat with anybody that has a question.
0: Okay. Absolutely. So every, uh, all the links that he said will be in the description of it and that's it for today. Here again, uh, our today's guest was Chris Christian Ries, and this was your host Mahmoud. Uh, by, by saying that, signing off. Bye. All
1: right, take care. Bye bye.
0: And that's the end of today's episode. I know taking action is quite a hard job to do, so I hope the advice and insights we got today will help you to take the leap of faith and pursue your dreams. You can share your story with us the first link in the description box and don't forget to subscribe. I'll leave a review on the Apple podcast. We will come back with
1: another episode. Till then, keep healing, learning and growing. Thank you.